0: From the 12, Jones keeps, gets a block, takes off, and he is gone. Trying to stay upright, and he trips. Absolutely all alone, and he trips. Wex throws, passes, caught. Touchdown, Boston Scott. Jones in trouble, ball's knocked out by Graham. And recovered by Philadelphia. is they're going to win the ball game?
2: Ooh wee another Brandon Graham forced fumble to end a big game. This is the biggest one he's ever had. The Eagles uh, pull out a, an NFC East special on Thursday Night Football, 22 to 21. I am here uh, with a new guest of the show, Stephen Ruiz of For the Win, USA Today. He's got a podcast. We can get into all that later. But first, uh, wow, what a perfect night to have you on. Stephen, uh, in this beautiful mess of a game, it was twenty-one to ten Eagles. I mean Giants, rather, uh, with under five minutes to go, and the Giants. I, I don't normally feel bad for their fans, but wow, they they have come up with some crazy ways to lose games in the last couple of years, and this this felt like it, it topped them all. Stephen,
1: yeah, it was it was pretty amazing how they lost this game. It's like they they had. They had. They wanted no part of winning this game, and it's a little concerning because that's why you bring in Joe Judge. Is mm. you you brought him in to like bring the discipline
2: and you know play disciplined football and smart football and good situational football, and it just didn't happen at all. No, uh, the the moment I think a lot of people remember, other than Daniel Jones tripping, uh, and we'll get to that, but the the sequence to end the game that. Evan Ingram has a pass right on his fingertips. I like the play call. It's 21-16, just a little over two minutes to go. Danny Dimes puts a dime on him. And if if Ingram just catches that pass, they're in field goal range. The game is over. And everyone is talking after this game, not just how – pathetic the Eagles were in the red zone for most of it and how they blew it. But how, oh, this was kind of like a statement game here for Danny Dimes. It's like, well, he tripped and everything, and, you know, he did have that interception early, but he makes, like, a 97-yard drive with, you know, when it matters uh, to go up 21-10, and then he drops it in for Ingram. But Ingram, as he is wont to do, drops the ball, and then the Eagles just go right down the field, and you heard the play call from Joe Buck. That, That throw... To Boston Scott for the touchdown, you at least have to give Carson Wentz uh, credit for a beautiful throw on that play after they had been backed up. But the, the Wentz experience and the national TV audience is getting it. It is wild to watch Carson Wentz each week because from play to play, you just kind of have no idea what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, he's either like the best quarterback in the league or the worst quarterback <laughs> in the league. And there's like
2: no in between. And it was really like a
1: stereotypical game for both of these quarterbacks. Yep. We got they, they played all the hits. It was like a greatest hits album from both of these guys.
2: Right. Cause Wentz has like, you know, there was a grounding call on him. That was huge. Um, there were, there were a couple nice throws early, but he also missed a couple uh, total gimmies. And he had that interception in the red zone that helped them start one for five in the red zone. And if they had uh, lost this game, that's what people would have been talking about. They had 10 points and, I don't know. Do you think, do you think, I guess, just looking forward a little bit, this game was so crazy and every Eagles game is like this now. But do you think of this, this NFC East that the Eagles can at least have the best recipe of all these teams to maybe get it done?
1: I don't think there's a question now. Really? Oh. After, after the Dak injury, I don't like who, who is challenging them?
2: Um, well, the Giants should have won this game. That's I, I had these – we, we were we were DMing before the game, and I was like, I have this vision of Joe Judge getting Gatorade poured on himself as they win their sixth uh, game. You said it would happen like they would lose and back into the playoffs. Yeah, that's possible too. They do have like a defensive line, um, and it, it harassed Daniel Jones somewhat today, but they, they weren't exactly dominant. I, I like have a hard time knowing what to take out of it because I was so ready to kill – uh the, the Eagles. I it really was. Yeah, it too. was pathetic. But how can you when the Giants have now lost fifteen straight to the Eagles and Cowboys combined? It's like well, a, it's an amazing I, stat.
1: I would say this was like not a great result for the Eagles based on how the first seventy five percent of this game was going. Like I think okay. Eagles fans were just ready. They were like just let's just end this season. Let's just blow this up and like start over next year. But now there's some it's not hope, because I don't think People in Mm. Philadelphia are hopeful about this team, but like reluctantly they have to like pay attention to the season still. And they have to, you know, look at playoff scenarios and standings and point differential and all that. I don't know. I would just be tired (laughs) if I was an Eagles fan at this point.
2: (laughs) Well, they're, they're in first place. So I think all these teams actually, how how it'll probably play out is all of them are going to have to keep watching it. It's what makes the Washington Dallas game on Sunday and all these NFC East games, um, you know, meaningful in some way, or at least you're going to have to pay attention. I have to admit, I kind of enjoyed this game. Like I was, I was entertained. I feel like we, everyone came into this like, Oh, the NFC is on TV again. This gave us what I want. I guess, you know, like you had a moment like the Daniel Jones tripping and falling. Um, You heard the call and I'm sure everyone listening knows the play, but he had an 80 yard run in which he ran faster than Lamar Jackson has run on any play. Danny Dimes over the last two years. Sneaky athletic. Not even sneaky, no, but he's not, not not an, he's not an instinctual runner. Even though he's fast and you saw it, uh, he just trips. He trips, and now it's like we can't even have fun with that after the game, or at least the, the, the beat guys can't because like, he's not going to be in the mood to be laughing about that right now.
1: No, you asked him the question anyway. Like that's your job. You're a professional. <laughs> like if I'm an editor and you don't ask that question, I'm firing you. I'm sorry. You have to ask that question.
2: He's He's got to be so annoyed. He was he was laughing about it afterwards. Um, and he had these moments like, you know, that 97-year drive. They they are a different offense now with Sterling Shepard back. Even Wayne Gallman was getting in some running plays. Like for a minute, it, and their defense to me plays like good situational football. Like you mentioned, like that's what Joe Judge should be. But – but um, the Eagles make that comeback. Part of it, though, we, we should mention uh, was what looked like a pretty bad Deshaun Jackson injury. So that is another takeaway. It's like the Eagles just cannot get out of a game without suffering a big injury. And you don't want to guess, but it it looked serious. And Jackson's getting up there in years and you, you do wonder about his future. Yeah. And you saw
1: that first drive Jackson was really involved and you were thinking, Oh, maybe he was the missing piece. And maybe this Eagles offense, which had shown some signs the last two games of taking off. But then after that first drive, it just went back to the laboring Eagles offense that
2: we've watched for, I guess a year and a half now, or maybe back to 2017. Well, they, you know, they had 222 yards, I think at halftime. And they had 27 first downs for the game. And I, it's funny, you can tell who's watched the game or not, because everyone's given them a lot of credit for, you know, only losing by two to the to the Ravens. And I don't know. When you watch these Eagles, game, this is it. Right. This is kind of what you see. You sort of don't know how they get there uh, in the end. Like I guess the word I would say would be sloppy. Like... Even when they had 222 yards in the first half, they only had 10 points. And it just seems like there's a lot of discombobulation and there has been a ton of injuries. And maybe that's, maybe that's part of it. But Wentz throwing up like hope balls at least three or four times a game doesn't really have to do with injuries.
1: And everything is so hard for Wentz. Even tonight when he was completing like corner route after corner route, those Mm. are difficult throws. And he just, nothing's easy. And when you remember the 2017 season, a lot of things were so much so much easier for him. And that first drive kind of looked like that. Like he was yep. going to open guys over the middle. They were motioning. They were uh, going up tempo. And then after that, like you said, it's just hard and sloppy, and they're just like grinding every play out.
2: He um, he did make, you know, four or five of the best throws in this game. It's not like uh, Daniel Jones had a ton of beautiful throws. You know, it, the, the Giants, you know, in terms of working hard, They're they're the team. Like it it does feel whenever they score a touchdown, or whenever even they get into field goal range, it just feels like, oof, you know, like a lot had to go right for them. It wasn't that way last year. I kind of think that here's here's a hot take for you. Feel free to use this, you know, (laughs) on for for the win. Hot take. Uh, Good year for Pat Shermer. Like I appreciate him more in uh, in the 2019 offense. Uh, this year and you know what like after watching the Broncos last week with an actual quarterback like maybe Pat Shermer gets it done in Denver too so it, I never thought the Giants fans would miss Pat Shermer but at this point they have to miss every I don't know they have to miss everyone they they have to want to fire Dave Gettleman and uh it's just so bad I'm missing uh Jim Fossil right now if I'm a Giants <laughs> fan
1: that's a deep cut I, Wait, I think I went back like 20 years
2: on that one are, wh- well who is your team I'm a Panthers fan Okay. Don't tell anyone that though. I should know that. No, that's fine. Uh, you know, we've got a high-ranking uh, editor here. The Panthers fans—they're cool. They—I um, yeah, assume you weren't like a Danny Dimes guy coming into the draft. I feel like not many people were, or even after last year. Or, or what, what's your stance there?
1: I was as much of a Danny Dimes guy as you could possibly hmm. be. I wasn't okay. draft him in the top ten, uh, high on him, but I was. He's at least a late first-round pick, maybe mid-first-round pick. I, I didn't hate the Giants pick. I understood why they drafted him Didn't understand why they drafted him that highly, but right. Yeah. I, 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 I saw some stuff at Duke. Like I saw the things that we see now he's tough in the pocket. He'll go through his reads almost to a fault. Uh, he'll put the ball in dangerous spots. And I thought maybe he'd learn from that, but it hasn't he's, happened.
2: Hasn't he played though to that level? I mean, I, I don't watch college tape at all um, really a little bit before the draft, but I never even pretend to, you know, have a hot take, but I thought he played like a, a first round type pick, maybe a late first, sec, early second round pick. But he showed a lot last year. Um, I'm I've been getting increasingly worried watching him this year, it, partly because Jason Garrett's going to ruin him. He he makes some good plays tonight, but the the pocket presence, like on that last play, and they probably weren't going to go and you know drive for a game winning field goal. But that's something where it he. he doesn't seem to be aware of like the people around him, which you like that like courage, but like that only works if you're Cam Newton and like people are bouncing off you. It doesn't work if you're Daniel Jones.
1: Right. There's a fine line and he, he is on the wrong side of that line. And he, it's like, he doesn't have object permeance. Like when a guy goes by him an edge rusher, he doesn't realize the guy can come back
2: and hit him. Mm. So how are you feeling? So how is your Jones? Like, where are you at in the, in the Jones belief scale here?
1: Well, I'm someone that like, like will give up on a quarterback immediately, especially with these, these quarterbacks coming into the draft this year. Like, if I'm a Giants fan, I'm already thinking about Trevor Lawrence. I'm I'm done hoping that Daniel Jones turns it around. But, mm. like you said, this is just like a terrible matchup or a terrible fit for him in Jason Garrett's offense because something that J- Daniel Jones does well is quick game. Like, he gets the ball. If he gets the yes. ball like three steps, gets rid of the ball. But... That's not the Jason Garrett offense. It's five to seven step drops, and he has to hold on to
2: the ball, and that's when he gets into trouble. Ugh, this this It's so ugly because I still <laughs> – I'm not giving up. I don't know. The Giants at least seem like they have some fight to them or something. It's such a lame thing to say, but I just feel like they're going to be in this thing. They're going to win some of these division games somehow. Like the Eagles are going to keep throwing to Hakeem Butler – in in his first ever snap in the NFL, Hakeem Butler, all time jo- draft Twitter bust, um, on his third team now. I'm in, pat
1: myself on the back. I was an anti
2: Hakeem okay, Butler guy. That's so. good. That's good. And they throw to him on the goal line on fourth and goal, and that's when Danny Dimes makes the big drive. You think that was going to be it? It's not it. They lose, and um, it turns out actually Andrew Thomas, their uh, their left tackle, I think is going to go down as like the bigger draft mistake compared to compared to Daniel Jones.
1: And that's the thing with Dave Gettleman. Even if you don't agree with his philosophy of how to build a roster, it's not even like he's good at building it the way he wants to build it. The offensive (laughs) line is still horrible. The defensive line is good at stopping the run, but they can't get after the passer really. It's just not good. He's not even building the team in like how he
2: envisions it. Well, the the Eagles build it up front. Their defensive line is still healthy. (sighs) Maybe they get some some people back on the offensive line lane johnson was in and out this this game this result did make me think okay maybe they can scratch out these nfc east wins maybe they can get to seven or eight wins and um and uh keep us from caring about the washington football team and the new york giants the rest of the year i you know we care about you stephen we're glad uh uh you joined us tonight i appreciate you doing it you you're at for the win a USA Today joint. What's the name of your podcast? The Counter. The Counter. I knew that. Um, everyone, check out the Counter. Download it. Stephen uh, is an awesome follow on Twitter. You should uh, follow him there and the stuff he does at For the Win. He's one of the best, best young guys in the game. I don't even know how young you are, but you look young. <laughs> so I'm I appreciate you. are young. Um, thanks for joining me, Stephen. Uh, for Erica Tamposi, who's behind the mic. We will be back here on Sunday for our recap show. Congratulations, Eagles fans. You're going to win this year. We'll see you.
0: Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use?
1: A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go
2: surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah,
0: ski slopes. Let's
2: do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait.
0: Did we just invent California?
2: Discover why California is the
0: ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual.